Welcome back to Baytown Engage. Today we want to welcome Dr. Precious Remenick. She's the Director of Social Emotional Learning and Student Wellness for Goose Creek. Dr. Remenick holds a BA in Elementary Education from Southern University, a Master's in Education Administration and Supervision from Texas Southern University, and a Education's Doctorate in Curriculum from Texas Southern University. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we get into what you actually do, give us a little bit of background on who you are. Okay, so I'm a homegrown girl. (laughs) I was born and raised in Highlands. Went to school in Crosby, but actually later went to high school at Sterling High School. So Mm -hmm. I'm a graduate of Sterling. Went on to Louisiana to Southern University to earn my elementary education degree, bachelor's in elementary ed. Came back home. Wanted to come back home and serve. Had the opportunity to do student teaching here. Later became a classroom teacher, then an interventionist, and then a school administrator. Nice, nice. And now you're back. You love Baytown. You love Goose Creek. I'm just going to add that in for you. (laughs) And you're here helping your community where you grew up in because Crosby, Baytown, Highlands, we're all like one big, we all interact together. So for Goose Creek, you, you had a nice journey in Goose Creek and in your career. But right now you are the director of social emotional learning, which may be a really brand new term for many people and student wellness. That wellness title is really brand new for so many companies and education. So tell us what exactly that you do in this new department. So what actually happened is we were doing this all along. However, the needs of the students just were increasing. Lots of mental health needs, uh, lots of behaviors were starting to show in young children. And so the needs were so great. And then, of course, COVID came. Mm. So it's like, okay, it was already great. And now what will this look like? So the department actually split. Mm-hmm. So we have the wellness side and then we have the college and career readiness side or like picking your classes, educational planning side. The usual counseling. The usual, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so now I am able to focus on the wellness. Our main goal is to keep students and staff well. But then there's also the intervention piece. So if you're not well, what do we have for students and families during a school day? Intervening, providing interventions. Just like if a student is struggling in math or reading, we we provide interventions. So the same thing within our department. So we intervene, whether it's in-house with our school counselors and student wellness interventionists Mm -hmm. or seeking outside supports that can come in and provide counseling services while the students are in school. Has that been a shift in counseling? Because, you know, beforehand, like you said, if you're failing in math and need help in math, you get a tutor. And we're able to help with those actual needs. But when it comes to wellness, it can be so many different things. And so for counselors for such a long time, just speaking from my experience, it's always been, what's your um, graduation goals? What's your class goals? Now we're thinking of your mental wellness. Was that a shift in how you staff for that, the education for that? How did it feel as a for counselors to make that nice transition? Because when you go to school for counseling, you're thinking of wellness, you would think, but you get to the schools and it's really not about the wellness. So how do they feel, you think, now that you're actually utilizing those skills? And you're correct. Actually, when counselors are in school and they're working on their school counseling program, they actually don't really learn a whole lot about picking classes. Right. (laughs) You know, um, they learn about child development, all these different theories to actually work with, you know, students on. Mm -hmm. But when counselors get into the schools, it sort of looks different. Mm -hmm. And so there is just a divide. And that's just 
across the state, across the nation. But what's happening is now the counseling programs are coming back and they're saying, hold up. We have the professionals already here. Like let's you have people that skills. are trained. Like yeah. let's use these people and their skills appropriately so that you can see an increase in wellness, so that you can see an increase in the academics. So let's talk about emotional learning and student wellness, the social emotional learning and student wellness. Tell us all that you do, what you provide and the resources. Okay, so on the prevention side is actually teaching students skills actually giving them lessons on, you know, who am I? How do I regulate emotions? Mm -hmm. You know, also teaching them some safety things like human trafficking, child abuse, helping them being able to identify when something is wrong and how to handle it. So that's our prevention side. And then on our intervention side, of course, if you're struggling with managing your emotions or your behavior in the classroom or getting along with your peers or talking back, Mm -hmm. we have interventions for that. We also on our side, we are a part of crisis response. Mm. Anytime there's a crisis or a death of a student or a faculty member, we're responsible for that. Any type of resources that may be needed, we partner very closely with communities and schools and Harris County Community Youth Services. We all work together as a network. So we're just working to develop the whole child. Before something actually happens, and even if it's not happening in our community, we feel it when it's someone else with the way social media and the way media is. Even if it's not right here, the students are feeling it and you're addressing it, which is great. So I know that you have a lot of partners you're working with, community and schools, Harris County. Let's discuss the partners that you have and how parents and students can find these resources. Okay, so we have a couple of things going on. Um, As mentioned, in our network, we have communities and schools, which we have two site managers at every secondary and which would include junior high and high school campuses, the comprehensive ones. And then at the elementary level, we have Harris County CHIs. Additionally, we partner with DePelchin Children's Services, and that was through funding that United Way had and they asked us to partner. And it was just a a great opportunity for our families to engage and and get some free services while they're at school. We also work closely with NAMI and they come and they do trainings for parents and parents are able to ask questions. We provide these services in English and in Spanish for our community. We also this semester developed a card. It looks like a business size mm-hmm. card that students can put behind their idea or they can take a picture of it. And there are some resources on the back of that card that has 24-7 national assistance. Anything from basic resources all the way to counseling and mental health or just even trying to figure it out. And so we've provided that for families as well. With everything going on, you know, with 20 20 and moving from counseling with the face-to-face come in my office let me help you to now virtual have you noticed a decline or maybe a rise in kids reaching out to you and parents seeking that help and assistance now that you can do it a little bit more intimately because I can just zoom in with you have you noticed that at all so they've always wanted to talk like Mm -hmm. students just want to talk like they they want to talk and so of course now they're like okay well how can I talk and so of course with everything that's going on and like you mentioned students are seeing so much more through Mm -hmm. technology through things on TV and they're they're trying to decompress and just figure all this stuff out. And so yes, they come in. They now know, you know, how to use our WebEx and so they'll ask, "Can I have a virtual session?" You know, if they're virtual, we still provide those services as well. With the chemical plants everything around here, 
Goose Creek is in a really great position right. to have this in place. Has it been a big mission to make sure everyone gets information? Because we noticed in 2020, even though we have it in Baytown, there's still those who do not have the access. So how have you tried to get this to everyone the same way? Everyone may not have the internet, have the technology. So how have you worked to make sure our parents and students who may not feel they have the access get this access information? So we, of course, try multiple ways. Anything from Remind 101, mm. text messaging, our messaging system within the district. So sometimes families, you know, may not be able to access the Internet, but maybe they can get the information through a text. Mm-hmm. OK, of course, websites. Uh, we put it on the marquees. We just we try everything. And we're also, again, like with those cards, we wanted to be sure that the students had something tangible in their hands that they can put maybe behind their badge or in their backpack. But then also, if they are using their iPad, they can see, hey, I can also get it this way as well. Well, like I like about your card, and we're definitely going to have some here at the library. I'm looking at even veteran services, like you said, for everyone, adults and students. Anyone can get this card and utilize this information, and that's really, really great. So let me ask you, what is the biggest thing you want people to take away from what you're doing for Goose Creek and what they've developed, and what can we take away from it? What do you want us to all know? I want everyone to know, first of all, that, hey, we're all going through this. Mm. <laughs> you know, before it was like, okay, maybe it's something a little weird. You know, I don't want anyone to know, but from COVID-19 through the winter storm we just had. Let's not forget about Hurricane Harvey, (laughs) you know? And so we're all going through stuff and it's okay not to be okay. So I want everyone to know like, it's okay not to be okay. And it's also okay if you don't feel comfortable and maybe telling your story to someone in the local community. Mm -hmm. But we do have the resources where, hey, we can give you some information and you can talk to someone who you feel comfortable with. The biggest takeaway that I would have is don't suffer in silence. We're here together and we're here to help one another. And together we can be sure that everyone gets through it because it's a matter of time before these things change for us. So we just have to continue to work together as a family, as a team, Mm -hmm. and just get through it all. And I think, and it's so true, I I know when we were growing up, people didn't think we noticed or felt it. And last year really showed that students are feeling it and they're going through it. And wellness is a really big, important issue for all of us. Like, make sure you're mentally well. Make sure you're okay. Are you okay? And now we're realizing our students need that help as well. And our parents are are not all, we don't have, we're not all equipped to help our kids because they don't want to talk to us sometimes. And now you have this great resources out there. I can talk to my counselor, not just about my grades or classes, but what I'm going through. If I don't want to talk to you, there's a list right here. I can hide it behind my ID badge. I can call for human trafficking issues, suicidal prevention, rape and abuse, everything you're looking at, bullying, run away. All of this is on here and there's someone to help you 24-7. And like you said, we're not alone. Do not suffer in silence. Absolutely. I love that our schools are taking that step to realize there's so much more than just the grades and the right. classes. We have kids who are suffering, not just when something happens, all of the time. How rewarding has it been for you to do what you're doing? I have to say that I never thought <laughs> that I'd be in this space. You know, you, you go to college and you have one vision in your mind mm-hmm. about how your life will turn out. And so I've gotten to a space where it's, 
thank you. I'm so grateful to be able to serve. And why not me? Yeah. I was chosen for this for a special reason. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to, to give back to the yeah. community. How hard is it for you to use your you're a mom, you're a wife, mm-hmm. you're a daughter. Mm-hmm. How hard has it been for you to go back home and still have to be attached here and take care of those needs? Um, what are y'all doing as wellness counselors and what are you doing for yourself to kind of heal and find your own wellness? I have to be sure that I have a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it gets very crazy, you know, uh, especially when a crisis will happen because I'll still have my normal routine things that I'm, you know, I've calendared out. Right. And I still have to accomplish all those things but I have to stop for the crisis to take care of you know whatever's at hand so I have to be sure that I disengage you know mm-hmm. I have to be sure that I'm not watching too much news you know yeah, yeah not into too much social media just finding a balance because I've learned too much of anything is not healthy That's and so true. just spending time with my family you know and enjoying life there is a life out there and I want to be sure that I have a balance and, I, and that I can enjoy my kids while they're young and my parents as well mm-hmm. as they're aging so just trying to always ensure that I have a balance true do you advise a lot of your students to also disconnect sometimes because I know I did COVID right. when COVID hit I was like oh let me just binge watch something else you know because you're in front of the TV or in front of your phone so was that an advice you would give a lot of students to just con- disconnect a little bit just to kind of check your wellness on that level so when COVID actually first started we did a whole series with campuses throughout the spring semester mm-hmm. and we asked the student wellness interventionists and counselors to select students to tune in And we did a whole series on self-care and what's healthy and unhealthy and just determining and figuring out what works best for you. So, yes, we had to teach them like, okay, if you feel like you're watching way too much TV or you are eating way too many snacks, let's find a balance because we want to remain healthy through it all. Yeah, because we all self-medicate in some different way. And you may not realize. I know for me, I didn't realize some of my bad habits on self-medicating until last year. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Am I just grazing at the front of the refrigerator? Right. Am I just looking at this phone for hours and I'm looking up? Am I consumed with this negative energy? Right. And once I detached mm-hmm. and turned my phone off at night or put it on silence, like I am unavailable from this time, I felt so much better. Headaches went away. Right. Anxiety went away. And I was better able to serve working in this environment. You know, we, we're in service. So right. helping people come in who are going through a lot, I had to make sure that I am okay. Right. And so, yeah, definitely detaching has really helped and I go to a therapist but uh, detaching has truly helped me quite a bit so Dr. Remenick anything else you want to add to make sure we know all we need to know about what's going on I guess the bottom line is don't try to figure out things for yourself (laughs) and we may not have all the answers but we'll figure it out together Mm -hmm. you know we'll work together just know that whatever it is just seek some help from someone you can trust or someone that you feel comfortable in talking with absolutely Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.